Hey, thanks so much for being here. This is My City Church, and this is our podcast. We hope you are inspired to love God, love people, and lead in life. Enjoy the message. Are you guys ready for the best year of your life? Uh, Check it out. That was from our own in-house, Byron Rhodes and Riley Soffer. You guys got a place on your seat. I see some of these guys here, Byron right there, Riley. This is a song that they are going to be releasing tomorrow. You'll be able to get on all your streaming services. You can check it out on your seat. You got a little QR code. You can sign up there. Sorry if that got you in the eye. Hey, 2022 is going to be a great year. Do you believe it? Hey, so glad to be able to share with you guys our new series, New Year Who This? If you guys got your Bible today, we're going to be sharing out of a great passage today. And I'm glad and I feel like God's going to speak to you. So if you have your Bible, let me see it. Lift it up. Share from the Word of God today. I figure that's a good book to start on. Hey, fantastic. We'll open up to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. We're going to be sharing with a man by the name of Simon Peter. Simon Peter, and we're, we're not just going to be in this week, but uh, for the next two weeks or so, we're going to be talking about Simon Peter and kind of this journey that he goes on and, uh, and, and discovering what God has for him, the purpose that God has for him. We're going to be starting off in Luke chapter 5, verse 3. If you're there, say, I'm there. If you're not there, say, hold up. We're going to be starting here in a few seconds. So glad that you guys are here today. It's cold outside, but it's warm in here. It's a good day to be in church, starting the year off right. Luke 5, verse 3, reading out the NIV. This is talking about Jesus. It says, Jesus got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, another name for Simon Peter. They're both the same person. And asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water. If you're taking notes or you don't think it's sacrilegious to write in your Bible, I'd highlight that just a little bit. Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Someone say, to the moon. To the moon, let it be so. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. So full that they began to sink. Got a great word to be sharing with you guys today in this new year. New year, who dis? Let's get real. Let's get real. You guys ready for the word of God today? Appreciate it today? Come on, come on. God, we thank you for your word. It's true. God, I thank you that you can speak to each and every single person's circumstance. Whatever people came in here with today, God, we bring it to you. We bring it to you, Father God, as as your people. You know each and every need that we have. You know all the struggles and disappointments, God, and also successes that we had last year. And here we go, the day two of year 2022, God. We're saying have your way, whatever you need from us, God. And so in this moment, God, I pray that you would speak to us. Open our eyes to see you. Open our ears to hear you, God. May we be transformed. And may this word of God that we preach today pierce our hearts and souls, as your word says, is sharper than a double-edged sword, sharper than to divide bone and marrow, God. And let it be so in our lives today, God. I pray that you would anoint the lips of my mouth. Help me to speak a thousand messages to each and every person here. And just right now, church, if you're hungry for the word of God, won't you open up your hands and say these words after me. Say, Lord, 
Speak to me. I'm listening. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Come on, guys. Put your hands together for the word of God today. 2022. How many of you didn't think you'd make it this far? I didn't. 2022. What happened to 2021? I felt like we just finished 2020. We're in 2022. You know what? I can go back to when it all started going downhill. I mean, seriously, though. It all started when the GOAT, Kobe Bryant, he was keeping the whole world together, evidently. And King James hasn't taken his place. So here we are. 2022. I felt like 2021 got taken from us. 2020 was a blur. 2021, we know all the hope and expectation for, you know, we're not going to repeat 2020. You know, that's a year gone. We're going to do 2021. And then now that's gone. So now what are you going to do? 2022, it has all the potential in the world to be good or bad. And I frankly don't know what 2022 is going to hold. I know who holds it. I don't know if inflation is going to go through the roof, if stock market's going to crash, or wars in Taiwan. I don't know what 2022 is going to hold, but I know who holds it. And so you can rest assured and be set free by the fact that God holds your future. God holds your future. So you don't have to worry about what tomorrow holds because you know who holds it. So no matter what we're going through in life, we can always look our eyes and point our eyes to Jesus. He's going to take care of you. He's going to provide He's going to take care of your family. Stay rest assured in that no matter what 2022 has, we can, be, we can find ourselves in Christ and be okay with him. And so, but even with 2022 coming up, I know that it's going to be a good year. You know how I know that? Because I'm still alive. So no matter what your outlook and what is going on around the world, the fact that you're still here means it has the potential to be the best year you've ever lived. And if you believe it, it has the potential to become it. But if you don't believe it, there's far be it. There's a far chance from it not even happening. Well, we'll just see what this year happens. I'm going to make it the best year of my life. I'm going to go into 2022. I'm going to enact some new disciplines. I'm going to enact some new, we call them resolutions. How many of you guys all make some resolutions in here? Got some resolutions? Yeah, some, re sorry, maybe not resolutions. Resolutions are like old school. How about goals? I got some goals for 2022. Uh-huh. Got some things that I want to go out to and I want to succeed. 20, you, new Year's always carry a new, like, new year, new me mentality. You know, that was, that's the old me. I'm moving on. This year, no matter what it is, no matter what you finished last year with and what you're going to finish this year with, just try to be better this year than you were last year. It's always about improvement. As I start to improve myself, I give God things to use in my life. So as I'm growing myself, as I'm growing myself in his word, as I'm growing myself uh, in, in relationships, as I'm growing myself in disciplines, what I'm doing is I'm giving God tools to use. It's one thing to be available for God. It's one thing to actually give God things to use. Saying, God, here's my talents. Use them to the best of my ability and may they go far beyond I could ever do by my own. And so many people have different resolutions, different goals that they try to set out in the new year. Give you some facts. Some people try to, the 44% of people go into New Year trying to better their health. How many of you guys are in that category? I'm just going to eat better. Or maybe I'm just trying to get a little bit more swole. 
get in the gym a little bit more. Maybe I'm trying to cut some fat or cut some weight. 44% of us in this room are, are thinking about that. 29% of us are working on a relationship goal, whether that be the potential for a spouse, significant other, whatever that may be, or maybe just a restoration of a relationship or better their marriage, better a relationship with their kids. 29% of us also are trying to better our finances, whether that be get out of debt, I'm trying to put some money in for retirement, for savings, or maybe I'm trying to invest into a certain business opportunity. 29% of us are in that category. And then 29%, sorry, it was 26% was relationship with friends. 29% are working on a relationship with God. I want to better my relationship with God, which is a fantastic goal, by the way. That'd be a third of us in here saying, you know what? Going into 2022, I want to better my relationship with God. I want to get more from God this year. And I want to go back to my text. What does it mean? What does it mean to get something out of a year? What does it mean to be better this year than I was last year? We all have certain ambitions, certain goals to be different. And I want to be able to highlight a certain man by the name of Simon Peter. And we're going to go on his journey and what it looks like and the journey that he goes on in life. And we're going to start in Luke chapter 5 verse 4. This was Jesus. Jesus was speaking. When he had finished speaking on the boat, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. He had been fishing all night. We'll go that into that next verse just a little bit, but to put this in perspective, he had been fishing all night, but he caught nothing. He had been pursuing something all night, but he did not get the result that he wanted but now he's gonna be doing it different. Say that with me, say do it different. Do it different. He's gonna be doing it with someone different. He's gonna be doing it with Jesus in the boat because before he was fishing without Jesus and what did that turn out to be? It turned out that he got nothing from that. Nothing from that. Your whole life you can be going out trying to catch something. Your whole life you can be fishing for something and get nothing. But I want to highlight the idea that Jesus says, Peter, go out into deep water. Go out into deep water. Can I tell you that it takes work to grow deeper with God? It takes work to grow deeper with God. Well, I think I can hear the skeptic in me saying, well, Eli, if it really was a relationship with God, then it probably wouldn't take any work because it would just flow out of your natural oozing of your skin and just every part of you would just want to be with God every waking moment of every day. I don't see that as a reality. I'm still human. I'm still dying to myself each and every day. So if my relationship with God is natural, is it really a choice? If my relationship with God, let me put it this perspective. Would you rather be a lover or a fighter? A lover. Some people, I just want to be a lover. I'm going to be a lover in my relationships. I'm not going to be a fighter. Well, I would say you want to be a fighter. Everyone wants to strive to be a fighter. Because what do you do when that love starts to die? And you choose not to fight for that love? What kind of love is it if it isn't worth fighting for? So in your relationship with God, can I tell you it's going to take work? Because love takes work. It takes work to instill disciplines. It takes work to instill habits. It takes work. It's not going to be easy. Jesus says, Simon Peter, I want you to go deeper. 
I want you to go deeper. God may say this to you this year. I want you to go deeper. I want you to do some new habits in your life. I want you to give up some things. And some things might not even be bad. They might not even be evil. They might not even be bad. They may be good things. But you are settling for the good thing when God is calling you to the great thing. Well, God, it's not, you know, it's just, it's just a little bit of, 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 of eight hours of football and three hours every other day for fantasy football. It's just a little bit, God. I'm not saying fantasy football's bad. I'm bad at it. But it's not bad. But it's bad if it becomes an idol in your life. Things in your life, they may be good. They may be relaxing. They may be refreshing. But if God is asking that from you, it's because he's trying to fill you with something else. So just because it's not bad doesn't mean that God is telling you not to give it up. Doesn't mean that it's not the right thing to give up because he's calling you to something greater. In your life, your life is like a garden. You don't need to do anything to have weeds grow in your garden. But to instill good fruit and to instill good plants, you have to sow. You gotta till the soil. You gotta pluck out the bad weeds. You gotta constantly be tending your garden. Constantly be tending it. So if you wanna grow deeper this year, if you wanna grow closer this year, if you wanna instill new disciplines this year, you might have to uproot some things in your life. And it's okay. Is anything in your life off limits to God? Nothing's off limits to God. Let's keep going. P Peter's response to Jesus saying, go out into the deep. Peter says, Simon Peter answers, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. I want to leave this up here real quick. I want to highlight Peter's vulnerability. This is an honest conversation. We would like to think that if God told us something, Yes and amen. Yea, verily, Lord, whatever you say, thou be unto me. If that's your response. But Peter was honest with God. He was real. You're gonna be real with God. You wanna go deeper with God, you gotta go real with God. Where are you at? Where are you at in your pursuit after God? I'm tired. Or God, I'm hungry. Or God, I've tried this before. I tried that Bible reading plan. Bible in a day, Bible in a year. I mean, Bible in a day, that's pretty impressive. And listen on the app on 15 times speed. It sounds like they all speaking in tongues now. You gotta get filled with the Spirit somehow. <laughs> Too far? <laughs> Bible in a year, I've tried that. I've tried all these different, notice Peter's vulnerability. I tell you, if you're gonna see true transformation, you gotta be vulnerable. But you can't just have transformation. Notice Peter wasn't limiting his personality as, this is just who I am, God. I'm just a tired person. Your personality cannot limit God. Because if I limit God's transformation to my personality, I limit the possibility of what he can do through my life. So I'm just, I'm, just a, I'm just an upset person all the time. This is just my personality. You smile? Here, try it. Show the teeth. You know, try smiling. 
And it's hard sometimes when I don't want to smile. But if I just took a moment to remember how good he has been to me, I have something to smile about. So I'm not going to let just my personality dictate my transformation. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit, if the fruit of the Spirit, it really is joy, I'm going to let joy go through me. But we see Peter, he goes out before and he catches nothing. But now he says, but because you say so, I'll let down the nets. Because before he was pursuing a certain purpose. But understand today that if you pursue purpose without God, you can pursue purpose, but without God, we will always lack fulfillment. Because I will go through life trying to do all these different things, trying to do all these different, these different ventures, these different job opportunities, different relationships, different whatever it may be, insert here, six-pack abs tomorrow here. I can pursue all these endeavors for the year 2022, but if I don't have God, I will always lack fulfillment. I can be the most successful businessman. I can be the most successful entrepreneur, the best mom, the best dad. I can be the best person I could be, eight pack and all, but still lack fulfillment. I felt like God wanted to tell me, tell you today. He told me to tell you that you've been searching for fulfillment in your occupation when fulfillment is found in who is occupying you. You've been searching for fulfillment in your occupation when fulfillment is found in who is occupying you. So Peter goes fishing, doing the same thing though, but with someone else in the boat. Because sometimes God won't change your situation. He'll just give you a different approach to your situation. God won't change the divorce. God won't change the bankruptcy. God won't change the argument. Sometimes God won't change the disease. Sometimes God won't change the cancer. Sometimes God won't change the difficulty. But what he'll do is he'll give you a different perspective beyond what you see right now. Sometimes God won't always do what we want him to do. But if I just took a moment to have their perspective to say, God, no matter what tomorrow holds, I know I don't have to fear. I don't have to worry about it. Because even in your failure, God can use that. Even in your failure, even in your shortcomings, do you believe that God can use the shortcomings of 2021 to produce some fruit and a harvest of 2022? Do you believe that he can? Write this down, write this down. Nothing is wasted with God. Nothing is wasted with God. Do you believe that? Do you? Ask yourself, in my hardest of hearts, do I believe that what happened to me God can use. Do you believe that? I'm not saying God orchestrated it. There's some evil people in the world. There's some bad people. And there's sin. Thank God we got a God that'll help us and also a people that'll help walk us through life together and we're not alone. But do you believe that nothing is wasted with God? The struggle, the difficulty, the addiction, that I had, the thing that happened to me that I had no control over, or the thing that I had, a, I had control over, but it was a stupid decision, and I did it anyways. Do you believe that nothing is wasted with God? I believe God can still use our shortcomings. That doesn't mean I deliberately go out and do these things, but I know that God can use it if I let him. God can use it if I let him. So Peter goes out with Jesus, and they throw out these nets, 
and they catch so much fish that their boat begins to sink. It starts to tear the, tear the nest, and they have to signal over to the other, the other boat. Many scholars suggest this was uh, James and John, and Simon and Andrew, they were brothers. They were in one boat, and James and John's were still at the shore. And they're going, yo, James, John, we need your help. Our nets are tearing. Because something powerful happens when Jesus is in your boat, when Jesus is in your life, that you start to have a blessing that you cannot contain. And if you try to hold it for yourself, you will miss out on it. Because that blessing isn't always just for you. It's for the people next to you. It's for the people in the other boat. It's for the people that are still on shore. And this is why it's important in a church to get in a community. This is why it's important to get in a group. This is why it's important as a church not to do life alone. This is why it's important to meet with real people and have real talk with real people. This is why it's important to not do life alone. So he's able to call to his brothers, his friends, say, hey, come help me carry this blessing that God has in my life. And I wonder if they would have caught so much fish if, they could, if there wasn't even another boat that they had a choice to help bless. I don't know. It's all speculative. You can decide for yourself. So they come back home. They go back onto the shore. Peter has this come to Jesus moment. And we pick up in uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 11. So they pulled up their boats up on shore. Jesus says, come and follow me. They left everything and followed him. I want you to put yourself in Peter's perspective right now. Peter left everything and he followed Jesus. He left everything and he followed Jesus. For over three years, three years he followed Jesus. Saw countless miracles, feeding of the 5,000, the dead being raised, and even some miracles that he didn't maybe want to see, like his mother-in-law being healed. I'm joking. My mother-in-law's in the room. It's just a joke. <laughs> he saw countless miracles. Countless things of God turned his world upside down. But then we find Peter in a particular, uh, peculiar place. We find Jesus gets crucified. The disciples scatter. They hide. And then Jesus appears to him Twice. He appears to him twice. Says, hey, it's me, Jesus, don't gotta be afraid. I'm alive. This was all part of God's plan. Forgive your sins. I'm here. And then we find, we pick up Peter's journey after Jesus had appeared to him twice, after raising from the dead. In John chapter 21, verse eight, he decides to go back fishing again. Let's pick it up, let's read it. John chapter 21, verse eight. After talking with all the people that were with him, the disciples that were with him, he just says, I'm gonna go out to fish. Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Now we do this at times. We have contingency plans in case something doesn't work out. I thought they left everything, though. Where'd they find the boat? He left everything, right? Because I think sometimes when we choose to leave something but we don't learn how to burn the plows, we leave it open to return to it in case plan A doesn't work out. That's why you still have her number in your phone. 
That's why you still have his number in your phone. He didn't do anything good to you or for you, but you keep his number. He's not edifying, he's not building you up. Just block that thing. Delete it. It's not doing you any good. It's not doing it. Well, what if he, if he texts, I wanna know who it is. So I know you can block it and you don't gotta worry about him texting you. How about that? We have contingency plans. We have contingency plans in our marriage. Well, if this doesn't really work out, there's that one girl from high school maybe. You gotta put a mental block in your head saying, I'm not going back to the old me. I'm not going back to the old me. So no matter what 2021 had, no matter what you went through, no matter what you're, if you're carrying something, take a moment to just say, no, 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 no. It's a new year. When that thing comes knocking, we're texting you, no, 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 no. It's a new year. Who dis? I don't have a backup plan. I got God's plan. I got God's plan for my life. Now, I don't want to get heavy on Peter. I don't want to get all beat up. Simon Peter, man, you gave up on the thing God had for you, and you went back out fishing. Simon, don't you know how to block the number? I don't want to beat on Peter. I think he had so much hope that things could be different. And when it came out that it wasn't as different as he thought, and it quote-unquote failed, he just went back to what he knew. Because he saw a transformation, had a little bit of it, but when the choice came to actually make a choice after motivation was gone, after Jesus was gone, am I still gonna be who God called me to be? I think he just went back to what he knew. How often do we go back? I wanted to call this message the things we return to. The things we return to and the things that we remember. Because we can go through life and we can remember certain habits, certain mindsets, and we can go back to these things that are really holding us down. And well, I'm older now, and I didn't think I'd be struggling with this still. And now I got kids who are struggling with it as well. How long will we keep carrying these things? How long will we keep going back to them? See, because I'm seeking transformation in my life. But a transformation can only come when the decision is made to continue after a motivation ceases. You gotta make a choice to continue after the motivation is gone. You go to any personal trainer, they'll say, hey, I know you're pumped, new year. You're trying to gain, lose some weight, gain some weight, whatever it may be. But then the motivation, as you start to see some results, the motivation starts to wane. And then you gotta make a choice. See, I wonder if Peter's choice was out of regret, disappointment, or just he just didn't know what to do. In our lives, we can come across this, 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 this fork in the road where we just don't know what to do. So I just do whatever is easiest. But nothing in life that's worth doing was ever easy. Because your relationship with God takes some discipline to grow. To grow deeper with God, it takes some discipline. 
to grow deeper with some relationships and other people. I just feel alone. Get out, get out and get with some people. Say, hey, we wanna, I need to hang out. And maybe I'm not hanging out just to do something fun. Maybe I just wanna talk. And pros don't talk, pros do stuff. Pros do stuff and talk at the same time. And bro talk, real talk. Because I think we just revert back to what we've known. And here's the beautiful thing is that even though Peter goes back to what he's known, Jesus shows up again. Because God doesn't give up on you. And even if you think he's had, he hasn't. I know, personal experience. God doesn't give up on you. You can go back and you can go back fishing Fishing, don't, don't get caught up in fishing. If there's someone that doesn't know how to fish, it's me. Ask them. I'll throw that thing out 50 times, and all I'll catch is the fish called seaweed. It's not about fishing. It's about a life pursuing purpose without God. It's a life pursuing purpose. I'll never be fulfilled if Jesus isn't with me. Because they catch nothing again. They caught nothing again. Jesus shows up again because he'll keep knocking. And if you were really honest with yourself, you'd say, God's been knocking on my heart my whole life. Not just for salvation, but for purpose. You're 45 now, and you're still not reading the Bible in the morning like you said you were gonna do. I'm gonna to choose today that, hey, if Jesus is knocking on my heart to do something, I'm gonna respond. I'm gonna respond. You know what, Jesus? I'm gonna put down the net, I'm gonna go follow you. So we have, we pick up in John chapter 21, verse four. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore. They were fishing all night. There's something symbolic about night in that even in your darkest time, I wonder how long Jesus was out there. If he was watching them even in the night. It says early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples didn't recognize him. Jesus, you will not always recognize Jesus knocking on your heart. You won't always recognize Jesus calling on your purpose. You won't always recognize Jesus saying, hey, it's 2022. It's 2022. Is this the year? Because I'm here. I'm here. He called to them and he says, friends. He's calling you a friend. Because even when we're not friends to him, he's still a friend to us. He says, friends, haven't you any fish? I love this response. This is like an Eli response. But I can sense the sarcasm in it. No! That's it. No, they answered. So he replies, hey, how about you do it a little different? How about you do it different this year? Throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. When they did, they were unable to haul in the net because of the large number of fish. I believe God gave them some insight to do it different. I think God's wanting to give you some insight to do it different this year. Do it different this year. 
Because if you're gonna do it the same, you're gonna get the same results. And you're gonna be frustrated tomorrow your disappointments that you have today. He says, do it different. What are your expectations when it comes to church? Hey, new year, new me. I'm gonna go to church 25 times this year, every other week, greater than 50%, right? Almost, just under 50%, I got that wrong. Just under 50%. Yeah, but those online Sundays, you know, it's really like 50, you know. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to better my relationship with God, so I'm going to go try to go to church maybe every other week. I'm going to try to make it to group. Start saying that you're going to, not try to. Say, I'm going to. This is who I'm going to be. This is who I am. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will be in the house of God. We will be in a group because I've tried it on my own. I felt like God just told me today, no, you, a lot of you in here, you've tried, and then you stopped. Because when you were trying, something happened, and you're thinking it's always like that. So I'm just gonna stay to what I know. And Jesus is saying, how about you get out of the boat and come follow me? Don't worry about what they're doing. Simon, after he catches all these fish, he comes on shore. He goes, Jesus, what about John? And he don't worry about him. You, come follow me. You, come follow me. What is God asking you to do this year? Follow him. Are you open to a revision of your expectation? Are you open to a revision of your expectation of even what church is? Well, so Sunday morning, I come to church. The reason why you keep winding up empty is because you got it confused with the building and a location. But church is not a building, my friend. It's not where we meet. It's not my city church. Well, we're the Ralston Arena people. Or my city church, we're the Westside Middle School. For all the people that were there six, almost a year ago, we were at Westside Middle School. It's not about a location. Church is about a people. Do you see that? Because you may know me, but look to your right. Look to your left. You know my name. Do you know theirs? Do you know theirs? All right, well, I'm sitting next to someone I know. Look behind you. <laughs> Do you know theirs? I want you to start picturing church as the people that you're with. It's so much more than this. We almost didn't even have any of this today. And frankly, I feel like God's trying to make a point. If this doesn't exist, does this? Will it? Because this is the church. There's just a guy up here trying to encourage you for the year. I'm here with you. I am a co-laborer with you. And we're here to gather together to what? Glorify Jesus and to reach this city. We're here to glorify Jesus and to reach this city. I want you to start picturing it as a people. And I'm taking this so seriously that even this week, we're having church here, but next week, we're having it somewhere else. We're gonna step into the middle of the city at West Side, or not West Side, West Rose Mall, the flagship commons at 10.30 in the morning, 
we're gonna take over that food court. We're gonna have worship there and we're gonna have the time for you to look at the person behind you and say, what's your name? And shoot, if she's single, you can say, what's your name? Because we're gonna gather together and we're gonna eat together as the church because it's so much more than what you see on a Sunday. It's the people that are meeting together each week in and week out. Because I believe that this year we're called to be a people that are real people, real life, real talk. None of this fake stuff. None of this stuff that I'm just putting out there on social media and I'm doing great. Peter was honest and he was vulnerable with God. And watch how God takes him on this journey. I believe that as we're honest with each other, we're honest with God, God is gonna show us what real life is. Because the reason why I'm not getting the result that I've won is because I've been going out it the wrong way, thinking it was just about something I attend on a Sunday when it was so much more than that. It was about the people that I'm doing life with, that I'm eating with, that I'm talking with. Would you stand to your feet? We have a great opportunity starting next week to go into 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I was talking a little bit at the beginning of the message about what is God asking from you? Fasting, if you're, if you're wanting to get, fasting is a denying of food to pursue God. Because I'm not gonna get filled up with my flesh by eating the hamburger I'm gonna get filled up with my spirit. So I'm gonna deny myself to seek God. And next week, right after Flagship Commons, we're gonna go into 21 days of prayer and fasting. And as a church, we are going to put God first this year. 21 days is about the time it takes to develop a new habit. Maybe there's a new habit you're trying to develop in your life this year, maybe it's prayer. We're gonna have men's and women's prayer each and every week this year. Each and every week, develop that habit. Men's prayer Thursday morning, women's prayer Friday morning. Develop a habit in your life. If God's asking something for you, maybe he's asking you to give something up. Give it up. Because as you make room for God, he'll fill it. Don't always just go back to it. 21 days of prayer and fasting, that's gonna be starting next week. So I want you to start asking God, God, what do you want me to give up over the next 21 days to seek your face? Be obedient to that and watch what God does. As we go into the flagship commons, Next week at 10.30, we'll be over around 12.30-ish. We'll be over around 12.30. So come church. This isn't a day, well, the church isn't meeting in the Ralston, so I'm not gonna go there. It's, what is the church again? Church is the people. Church is the people. So no matter where we meet, we're still meeting. We're gonna gather together to worship the name of Jesus, but also to make a difference, connect with one, in one another, but to make a difference in the city. So invite someone. Hey, why don't you come to church with me? We'll go get some ramen, some sushi, if you're into that. 
we're going to gather together as a church. And I believe that as we put God first in 21 days of prayer and fasting, we go out into the middle of this city at the flagship commons, the pinnacle of this city, right there at, I, at, at Dodge and I-680. That's the heart of this city. As we go and we take ground wherever we place our foot, there the Lord will give us. And I will find that as we step out into the city, not just sitting here, hey, come to church with us. Come to church with us. But we're going to go out into the city and say, we're going to have church here. We're going to have church here. We're going to have church here. And we're going to keep meeting in the middle of the city because we're not here just to bring people in this building to transform. We're here to step out into it, to transform this city. And I believe that as we do so, God will build his church. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that today? Hey, come on, let's worship. Let's worship. Come on, let's go back into that. It's your church. Build your church. Thank you so much for listening today. And we want to give a special thank you to those that give so generously to My City Church. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you would like to give today, please hit the link in the description or go to our website at mycitychurch.cc forward slash give. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share it on all of your social media. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. God bless.